0: I've started working with some amazing mamas, and I'm starting to hear a common theme. Overwhelm that comes with clutter. That everywhere they look in their house, there are just piles of stuff. Papers, toys, clothes, just random items without a place. I feel you. That used to be me, and it literally drove me nuts. I can never just sit in a room and relax because it just always looked messy. There's a saying, the state of your house is the state of your mind. And mine was a hot mess. It can seriously be overwhelming, not knowing where to start, not knowing what to do with everything, but it's really not as hard as you think it is. There is another saying that I've come to love and to live by these days, that Rome wasn't built in a day. And your house is not going to get decluttered and organized in a day either. So today, I'm sharing tips on how to start tackling your clutter. Let's jump into this week's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work, with time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom-Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, And most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third. It's time to dive into today's episode, Mom Wife Career Life. I've always tried to keep an organized and tidy house, but when you have kids, there just seems to be a constant flow of stuff coming into the house, whether it's clothes, toys, sports equipment, and I'm no better. Between Amazon, Target, and HomeGoods, I feel like I'm always adding stuff to the house, too. But two years ago, I had a huge wake-up call when my town got hit with Hurricane Ian. It caused some major damage to our town. We have a beautiful river that runs through the middle of our town, and if you follow me on Instagram, I'm always taking pictures, doing reels of my walk near the river. But as beautiful as it is, it gets pretty scary when we have crazy amounts of rain, and even more so during hurricane season. Hurricane Ian caused so much flooding and so many people lost so much. But a beautiful thing happened too. Our community really came together. Strangers helped strangers. I was blessed enough to get minimal water, especially living a block away from the river, but I helped with the cleanup effort and just saw all of the stuff that people had to throw out. It made me take a look at my basement and think of all the things that I don't really need that are just taking up space. So I decided then and there that I was going to start cleaning it out and only keep what I really needed. And it really didn't stop in my basement. I went on a huge decluttering kick. And the thing with decluttering and organization is that you're never really done because, like I said, there is always a constant flow of stuff coming into your home, but it's learning how to manage and how to make sure that as stuff is coming in, there's also stuff going on. So, I wanted to share my tips on how to start decluttering and organizing your home. The first two are around mindset. Number one, think of the real estate in your house that the clutter is taking up and ask yourself what that space is costing you both financially and mentally. One of the biggest things I had to tackle when I first started decluttering was my mindset. It used to be so hard for me to get rid of things that I barely used or that were still in great condition because I felt like I was wasting money. We still had value, but it was actually my mom who said it to me that these things are taking up real estate in your house. So if you think of it in that term, how much are you paying in rent or your mortgage for that stuff to stay? And just think of how much better you will feel when you look around and everything is tidy and you open up a cabinet and everything is in its place. You can actually find something when you're looking for it. Number two, if you're still hung up on the money aspect, then plan to have a garage sale or donate the items when you can claim the charitable contribution on your taxes. If you want or need the money, you could post the bigger items on Facebook for sale. But be realistic with the amount of time and effort it takes for you to take the pictures, negotiate the pricing, coordinate the pickup times. Your time is worth money, too. You could also do a garage sale, try to sell what you can and then donate the rest. I've done that a couple of times. You make a little money and you still get to claim something on your taxes. Once you're in the right mindset and know what you plan to do with all the stuff, it really makes it easier to move on to actually decluttering, which brings us to number three. Declutter in phases if you have to. When I have 10 to 15 minutes, I go through one shelf, one drawer, one cabinet. In between meetings while I'm waiting on something to cook or can't leave the stove is a perfect time to clean out and organize that junk drawer. I have a donate section in my basement. It's actually underneath my kitchen stairs where I keep a box or boxes if I have that much stuff where I'm putting stuff in it that I'm donating constantly. When I'm cleaning out an area or I see something that I just can't use or don't want anymore, we go straight into that box. Number four. Lock out a chunk of time to work on specific areas, like a closet. Closets are a much bigger project. My bedroom closet is my next project, and I know I need a good two hours, probably more, to do that one. Do it right, and to do any cluttering of a cabinet, a closet, a drawer right, is empty it all out, start from scratch. And once it's empty, wipe it all down so you're starting with a nice and fresh surface. Then you start going through your stuff. I create three piles, pile of stuff I want to keep, pile of stuff I want to donate and a pile of stuff I want to discard. You can even bring in garbage bags so you can put the donate and discard straight into the bags. But with me, I let my mom and my girls go through my donate pile before I get rid of stuff in case there is something that they want to keep. As you are going through stuff, you could use the KonMari method from Marie Kondo. For those of you that have never heard of KonMari, it's basically looking at the item and holding the item to see if it sparks joy within you. Does having it in your life make you happy? Do you feel great wearing it? If the answer is no, then you get rid of it. There is also a specific folding and organizing method that she has that I actually follow, too. It's folding your clothes and instead of piling them up in your drawer so you can only see the item on top, you're basically taking that pile and turning it sideways or knocking it over in your drawer so that you see every shirt stacked neatly. And you could pull that one item out of the drawer without messing up the entire drawer. So highly recommend it. I do it for myself and I do it for my kids. Rust is on its own. <laughs> Number five, schedule a donation pickup. Nothing will light a fire under you like a deadline. As moms, we're just so busy. There is always something going on to distract us or make us procrastinate. But when we know we have a deadline, that kicks our button gear. One of the things I started doing was scheduling a donation pickup every other month. We have a green drop close to us that has weekly pickups, so there's always a date available. I book it, mark it on our family calendar, both our Google calendar and our paper calendar that's in our kitchen, so everybody knows my mom is also a big motivator when it comes to getting stuff out of the house. So when she knows there's a deadline, she helps light that fire under me too. If you don't have a green drop, there are a bunch of different charities that do pick up. So just do a quick Google search. Number six, the 2020 rule. When you're struggling whether to keep an item or not, it's helpful to think of the 2020 rule. This is asking yourself Can I replace it for less than $20 and in less than 20 minutes? This is great for a kitchen decluttering. If you have 15 mugs, 10 water bottles, way too many gadgets you think you might use one day, if that one day hasn't happened since you bought it, then don't eat it. If you really need it one day, you can run to Target or HomeGoods and grab another one. Or borrow from a friend because they probably have the same drawer with the same kitchen gadgets as you do. Number 7. Invest in furniture with closed storage. Having furniture with doors or shelves that you can put cute bins in, especially if you have little kids. Kids just have a lot of stuff toys, games with small parts, and you want them in areas where they are easily accessible, like your living room. If you don't have closed storage for some of their stuff, your living room is always going to look a mess, no matter how much you try to clean it. We recently purchased cabinets for our basement for storage. We used to have all our extra pantry items, party supplies, serving dishes on open shelving. And no matter how organized I made it, it just always looked messy and would bother me every time I walked past it. So now we have them in nice cabinets with doors and it looks nice and crisp every time I walk past it. Number eight, purchase matching organizing containers. So I started buying matching bins from Target that I use in my bathroom, my linen closet, my kitchen pantry, my craft closet. They are my favorites. I'll put a link in the show notes. They are plastic, which means I can wipe them down very easily. I actually have one bin for each kid to put their toiletries in and take the bin out when they are getting ready in the morning and put it back when they're done. So it helps keep their stuff organized and their bathroom a little tidier. I'm blessed to have a large kid's bathroom. We made the decision when we were remodeling the house. Either the kids have their own bedrooms, which they'd be very small bedrooms, or a large bathroom for all of them to grow in. While sometimes it's hard with the girls sharing a room, I'm very hopeful in the long run it will make them closer and that they'll have some nice sister memories of late-night chats. And if nothing else, it will prepare them for sharing a dorm room in college. But their bathroom is seriously a godsend. There's three separate rooms. There's a room with the bath and the shower that has three shelves, both in the shower and outside the shower, one for each kid. And There's a double vanity, and the bins fit perfectly on the shelves and under the sink. And then there's a separate room for the toilet. So all three kids can be doing something at the same time. The bins that I have are white and almost look like a basket weaving, so they're nice, clean, and crisp, and I can literally use them in any room. If you join my Facebook group, I'm starting to share pictures of all the things I mention in my shows, so if you want to check out the Facebook group, please join. The link is in our show notes as well. The other bonus of getting all matching bins is when I decide to reorganize and no longer need a bin in my pantry. I can use it in my linen closet or my craft closet. Everything still matches. Number nine, use clear storage bins for your basement, your garage, and your attic storage. I'm big on decorating for the holidays and I love to throw parties. I also reuse a lot of items. I used to use solid containers for storing everything, but then it was hard to find what I was looking for when I needed it, or to put something away, or bought something new and wanted to put it away. So I'd have to look through all the bins to see what bin it should go in or where I actually had room to put it. I slowly transitioned over the years to clear containers, so now I know which bins have what items, so when I'm looking for something, I don't have to sift through each box. Even with the labels, I still had to look through because I didn't fully itemize everything. So... Highly recommend clear containers. Number 10, get decorative catch-all containers for those areas where stuff seems to pile up. I just started doing this one, so I'll let you know how it goes. There are certain areas in everyone's house where things just pile up. Mail on the kitchen counter, random items on your stairs. If you don't have a mail station, you can get a cute paper tray from HomeGoods or Target that matches your kitchen. And instead of piling the paper on the counter, put it in the paper tray. And make sure you're cleaning it out at least once a week. I try to have a touch-it-once rule with my mail. I look at it. If it's not something important, it goes straight into that recycling. The only thing that sticks around are the papers I need to file or bills I need to pay. And if there's any coupons or something for food shopping, that might be in there too. So those are some of my decluttering and organization things that I do in my home. To recap, number one, think of the real estate that the clutter is taking up and ask yourself what that space is costing you both financially and mentally. Is it really worth the rent? Number two. If you are still hung up on the money, then plan to have a garage sale or donate the money and claim it as a charitable donation on your taxes. Number three. Declutter in phases when you have a few minutes. Tackle one shelf, one drawer, one cabinet. Rome wasn't built in a day. Number four. Block out a chunk of time to work on a specific area. Larger areas need more time. Don't start what you cannot finish. Number five, schedule a donation pickup. Nothing will light a fire under you like a deadline. Number six, the 2020 rule. When you're struggling with whether to keep an item or not, it's helpful to think of the 2020 rule. You ask yourself, can I replace this for less than $20 and in less than 20 minutes? Number seven. Invest in furniture with closed storage. Get all of your games, toys, books out of sight. but still easily accessible. Number eight, purchase matching organizing containers. Make sure they're plastic so you can wipe them down. Number nine, use clear storage bins for basement, garage, and attic storage. They make finding items and putting stuff away a lot easier. And finally, number 10, that decorative catch all containers for the areas where stuff seems to pile up. Paper is a pain point for most mamas. Check out Home Goods for some cute and affordable paper storage. If you have some decluttering or organizing hacks that you would like to share, we would love to hear from you. Head on over to our free Mom Wife Career Life Facebook community and tell me all about it. Sending you so much love and light until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pat. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be forever grateful if so you could take a minute, go over to iTunes, and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on Instagram, and tag me, and let them know that they are not alone, and loop and create balance in their life, too. If there's a topic you would like me to cover, or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.com career.life